0: Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world.
1: These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that
2: may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we're serving up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is Indian Mythology. I'm your hostess, Ashley, and with me today, as always, are the lovely and hilarious Lindsay and Emily.
2: Hi. Hey.
0: I'll be right. Do you
2: have to run away? My cat is destroying something in my closet. (laughs) Hang on, just what are you doing? Okay, so the
1: new name (laughs) of the episode. (laughs) The new name of the episode's Pets Gone Wild. We just put it out with this whole section in of her like wrangling the cat. It'll be perfect. Before we get into it, as always, we get to go through my super fun list of all the sources that I read before I wrote this, and they're not terribly long, but I'm probably going to mess up some names, so I should probably right now apologize to the entire country of India, (laughs) because there's just, I'm going to try so hard to get these names right, but like... I just, I can't. I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me. Or if you do hate me, that's okay. Just make some cool art about how much you hate me and send it to <laughs> us. <laughs> Indian art is pretty amazing. Like, especially, like, the gods and goddesses and the demons. So, like, I could be a demon. That's fine.
0: I'd actually be super impressed if you offended somebody to the point where they made art for us. <laughs> I feel <be> like...
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> they hate me so much that they just have their moved to draw this amazing art. And they'll have to completely guess on what I look like because like they don't know. Whatever you're thinking, I promise you it's more potato shaped. <laughs> To be fair, who hasn't gained a little bit of weight from being trapped in the house? Like potato. All right. Now let's I want this. somebody to
0: draw you as a ma- uh, Mr. Potato Head with like six arms.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just a just like a big flub.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm gonna Photoshop it. It's gonna be glorious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm imagining myself as Job of the Hut now, and it's not. <laughs> oh no. Okay. All right. I'm going to try my best. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Okay. So, the first source is a book called Indian Mythology Tales, Symbols, and Rituals from the Heart of the Subcontinent, written by Dev Dutt paranoid, I think, and I'm sure that that's wrong and I'm so freaking sorry. Um, I also had an article written by the same author whose name I will not butcher a second time called Callie and Her Tongue Times of India. All right? Um that Oh no. This is just getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can do this. It's going to be fine. So I have um, a page from the website for temp- for Temple Parohit called Goddess Kali, the Dark Mother. I have a few Wikipedia pages. Um, I did one for Mahish Asura. And I did one for just the Vedic period in general. And you'll figure out why in a, in a little bit. You'll be like, oh, that's why, you dumbass. You didn't know that, so you had to check. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a couple of pages. Wait, now just one page from Encyclopedia Britannica on Devi Mah- Mahatmya. I had a page from the ancient encyclopedia, which is in fact different and not the same, like I was just about to say that it was. Um, and then, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that they both said Britannica, because that's not even close, like, letter-wise at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not drunk. <laughs> um, but this article was just called Devi, and it was written by Mark Cartwright. And then, finally, I referenced a web page on davidlovetera.com and again probably butchered your name really sorry sir i don't know who you are but your web page was helpful um and i just looked at the page on Jungian archetypes and their meaning because i needed a refresher it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god okay let's do it let's get into the context for this week's super fun and very bloody story Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That's about the right amount of enthusiasm. Like, it's gonna be bloody and that could be really exciting, but also, who's gonna die?
2: Yep. The answer's everyone. Is it gonna be like, woo, death?
0: It's gonna be
1: (laughs) either like that or maybe even flatter. Maybe even flatter and like, woo.
2: Death. Death. We're so hardcore. Okay,
1: <laughs> this is getting weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's okay. It's gonna get a lot weirder because we're gonna do the context, and this is super complicated because, of course, it is. So I just we're gonna do the best we can. Um, so the main figure that we need to understand to actually get anywhere near understanding what's about to happen. In this story that I'm going to tell you is the figure known as Devi. She's the mother goddess. And it's very important that we all understand that any other goddesses I will name are all aspects of Devi. So they are all her. And she is them. But they are not, you know what I mean? But they're not the same and you really can't use them interchangeably it's confusing
2: (laughs) okay so it's kind of like father son holy ghost it's the three parts it's all part of one but they're individual at the same time
1: sort of like that yeah and so like some of the other goddesses represent like lighter aspects of her character and then others are like darker aspects of her character so it's it's super confusing And we're not going to sit here and try to understand like every single one of these other goddesses because we'll be here for like a month and I'll probably not do a good enough job on it. And we still won't know who's who. And that's okay. (laughs) Listen, I don't know that much about Hindu. Like I'm not going to pretend that I do. Okay, so the name's Devi, which means goddess and sakti which means power can both be used in general to refer to any of the hindu goddesses so you you wouldn't be wrong to call Kali devi but it's kind of like it's kind of like this square rectangle thing where like and this is just my understanding so i could be wrong but i don't think so after reading like this entire book and trying to figure this out think it's like the square rectangle thing you know because all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares so mm-hmm. like you could refer to any of these other goddesses as Devi, and that would be okay but then you can't necessarily refer to Devi as kali or as Gowri, because they represent different aspects and it's not like yep. pa- it's a part whole thing that's the best i can do. Yep.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me too.
1: So she has two opposing sides and i love that the fact that they referred to this in this way so i'm going to steal the language that i found in the article. So it's a benevolent side and then a terrible side. <laughs> 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 So I'm over here like, well, there's like a dark side and a light side. And they're like, no, fuck you. There's a benevolent side. And the other side is terrible. And you need to understand (laughs) that.
2: Don't go check out that side.
1: (laughs) So basically, don't piss off the goddesses. It's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Just don't piss off women in general. It's a bad idea. Like, some of us seem like we're super nice, but we will still cut you if you push us too hard. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, to make things kind of more confusing, there are names that are associated with those sides of her. So the benevolent side is often referred to by the name Uma. Not Thurman, but also... Thurman? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) And that side is represented by beauty and light, which tracks, because it's benevolent. Other goddesses associated with the benevolence of Devi are, and again, I'm about to mess up some names, but I'm going to try my best, Mata, which means Mother of the World, Gowri, which means Golden, Parvati, which means the mountaineer, which might be my favorite new bit of knowledge that I got from this. So, Parvati, the mountaineer. I like it. Right? It's so good. I kind of imagined her yodeling, but that's just me. They probably don't yodel in
0: India. (laughs) The most beautiful laterhosen ever.
1: (laughs) Well, it would definitely be like brightly colored and gorgeous. So yeah, I'd be down for that Uh crossover for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the last one that I'm going to list, even though there are, again, a lot more of these, the last one I'm going to list is Bavani. And I had to because this one means giver of life. So that's pretty cool. All right. Then there's the terrible side. (laughs) So believe it or not, the terrible side of Devi is actually the side that's worshiped more frequently.
0: <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> what, what uh is it to keep to like appease her? I mean, I
1: think that's definitely part of it, but I don't think it's the whole the whole part of it either because a lot of these goddesses are really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Durga is the one, like, the main name for the darker side, the terrible side of Devi. Durga, I fucking love this, apparently means the inaccessible.
2: Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Back off!
1: (laughs) You definitely better, because Durga has ten arms, makes use of a vast array of weapons, and is usually depicted riding upon the back of a tiger or a lion.
0: So she's badass.
1: Hell (laughs) yes she is. Ugh, I love it. Okay, so other manifestations of the terrible side are Kali, also known as the Black Goddess, Kandika, which means the fierce, and by Ravi, which means the terrible, which tracks, because again, this side is the terrible side. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, there are a lot more, but those are the ones I picked out because I thought those were cool. Mm-hmm. And also because two of them are important to the story. So <laughs> <laughs> thought that might be a good idea before I try to tell the actual story. Um, Devi has been worshipped since prehistoric times, but it was during the Vedic period, which is roughly 1500 to 500 BCE. Yeah, that's right. I had to use a whole extra source to figure out when that was.
0: (laughs) Fair. I wouldn't have known that.
1: Listen, I'm not getting it wrong. That was a long time ago, but prehistoric's like even longer, so I had to get us somewhere in the ballpark so that's still Mm -hmm. a thousand years somewhere in that thousand years she was integrated into the Hindu pantheon once assimilated into the pantheon she came to represent the female energy of her husband Shiva a member of the Holy Trinity of the Hindu pantheon so they also have a Holy Trinity it is not like our Holy Trinity it might be cooler than our Holy Trinity it might be it's pretty cool it is. So our myth today is going to focus mainly on the dark or terrible side of Debbie. Specifically, we're going to talk a good bit about Kali and Durga. Um, while a lot of places in the text of the translated version of this that I found and had to use because I do not obviously understand Sanskrit, like that wasn't going to happen. So... The translated version that I use uses the name Devi a lot, but you can tell from a lot of the descriptions that there are most of the places that we're using Devi, they mean Durga based on the variety of weapons and all the arms and shit. Um, I changed a couple of them to Durga just so it would be slightly more accurate, but I didn't change all of them because like, who am I to fuck with the translation that much? I don't read Sanskrit, so I have no idea what it says. So I changed some of them, but not all of them. But I think, I think even though I really like Durga, I also think I really might like Kali the best. And hopefully you'll understand why. Or maybe you'll think I'm psychotic. That's possible too, I don't know. But the name Kali actually derives from Kal, a Sanskrit word meaning time, which is fitting Because nothing can withstand the march of time. And nothing can withstand Kali either. I want to quote directly from that article that I read by Patanik on Kali and her tongue. And again, sorry that I know I butchered your last name. There's no way that that's right. But I tried. So quote, in Kali temples, the tongue, because her tongue is always depicted as hanging out, the tongue is smeared with the blood of sacrificed animals. A reminder that mother nature is red in tooth and claw, giving life as well as taking life. We may domesticate her, transform her into the demure gallery cloth, sorry, clothed and coy, but she will always stick out her tongue and slurp on our blood. End quote.
0: I love that so much.
1: dark. I love it. (laughs) You ain't changing anything. You can try, but she's still gonna get you. So my reworking of this into my own language is nature can never truly be domesticated. The darkness is always there no matter how hard you try to suppress the destructive side of it. And in fact, more often than not, if you suppress the darkness and the destruction too much... You end up with horrible backlash from attempting to do that.
0: Yep. As true crime will tell you time and time again, if you try to suppress something, bad things usually happen.
1: Usually, yeah, you gotta find a healthy way to deal with those feelings. Probably just accept that you're a little weird. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't murder anyone, though. Don't do that.
2: <laughs> Good advice. <laughs>
1: channel it into
0: art
2: yes
1: make amazing art of your enemies <laughs> i really want that demon picture <laughs> oh goodness okay the other key player in today's mythological story is let me get this wrong Mahishasura, and i'm probably still putting the accent in the wrong place because i was saying it wrong to myself the whole time i wrote this and it's really hard to stop once you've been doing it for that long um the other name for Mahishasura is mahisa but basically he is a deceitful shape-shifting demon we love those
0: we sure yeah. do <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're gonna love this even better. So the name Mahisha Sura is a combination of the word Mahisha, which means anyone wanna guess? Uh mischief? No, but that'd be so cool. It's buffalo. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's buffalo! Oh man. So
0: mahisha. I really like that.
1: Yeah, Mahisha means buffalo, and Asura means demon. So literally, buffalo demon.
0: I want that to be the mascot of our pretend university. The buffalo <laughs> demons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so in his ambition, Mahisha Asura sought to take over the world, which I think we can all agree, a lot of bad guys want to do that. I mean, it's fine. Power's probably good.
2: Especially Pinky in the Brain. Narf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a common trope.
1: It sure is. In order to do that, he decided to just, you know, lead an army of demons to battle the devas, which are the gods, in a war that lasted
0: a hundred years. I mean, we kind of tried to do that too a little bit. The Christians. Crusades. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't nearly as cool as this is gonna be.
1: (laughs) It's pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: (laughs) We didn't have any buffalo men leading people, that's for sure.
1: Well, we're also not gonna do the whole hundred years because, like, no. We're just going to do the cool part at the end.
0: <laughs> the cool climax. I like yeah. it.
1: Well, who doesn't love a good climax? <laughs> um. So to fill in the backspace, since I'm literally just going to plunk us down at the coolest part of the story... Um, For a good part of the war, Mahishasura was very successful, which I'm sure you could probably imagine because otherwise, how'd he keep it going for a 100 years? So he managed to evict many of the gods from the heavens, which forced them to wander the earth as men. It was said no man could kill him. And so, as is often the case, the hard job fell to women. (laughs) I am such a dick when I write this. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so in this case, it's going to be divine women, but still women. Because we're cool, and we're awesome, and apparently we're pretty good at killing demons. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Tracks.
2: It does. I mean, we are kind of half-demon anyway, so... I think I might be three quarters, but <laughs> I like
1: where you're going.
0: <laughs> I feel like all of us have a terrible side, that's for sure, so...
1: <laughs> I mean, some of us might not have a benevolent side, or, or if we do, you only get it if you, like, give us candy or, you know, compliment us all the time or something, but, you know... It's hard work being a woman, so you're just going to have to deal with it. This is
0: true.
2: Very true.
1: All right. So now that we've got the context out of the way, I think it's time to take a little break. Um, We're all finished with the appetizers, and I will be back with the main course right after this.
0: Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do
1: not... Even let those words come out of your mouth. We're not supposed to talk about that.
2: Shh. Do not go there. i not
1: say anything about it. Hush, no. Naughty. We just Shh. don't need to talk about this right now. Be quiet. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. That's that. really taboo. Don't talk about it. You shouldn't talk about that. Don't talk about
2: that. You aren't
0: supposed to talk about that. We can't talk about that in this house. You shouldn't talk about that. Can we talk about this? We are going to talk about this. Welcome to Taboos, a podcast that discusses taboo culture. We're your hosts, Celeste and Allie. Join us in the exploration of all things society deems as stigmas, controversial, hush-hush, cringe factor, or eyebrow raising. From pole dancing to politics and everything in between, grab a drink and discuss with us.
1: And as always, do you be taboos okay that was a nice refreshing little break I hope you're hungry because it's time for the main course it's pretty meaty Mm. (laughs) Mm.
0: nice no vegans
1: allowed that's such a messed up joke to make when you're about to talk about carnage but like I can't I can't help it alright the gods and demons had been at war for so long that the gods eventually lay down exhausted in the wake of it seizing the opportunity he saw Mahishasura assembled an army and declared himself you're gonna love this The ruler of the universe.
2: (laughs) What an ego. Oh my god. (laughs) He was like the he-man. I'm thinking he has to ride on the back of an elephant because there's no way a head that size is fitting inside of a carriage or anything.
1: (laughs) Well, some of them do ride on elephants, but I don't think that he does. But there will be elephants. (laughs) Um, unfortunately, they're not going to do so well in this story. No, I'm so no. sorry. I'm so sorry, PETA. I don't think any animals were harmed in the making of this myth, but they might have been. If,
2: if <laughs> demon
1: wars were real, then I don't know. All bets are off. I don't think they were harmed, but maybe.
2: You got to take that up with hell.
1: I don't think... Hell is really considered the opposite for them. Like, I got the sense from my reading that demons aren't, like, explicitly evil, necessarily. But, again, I don't know enough about Hinduism to really comment at length on that.
2: Yeah, I think from what I got from my reading is demons almost just, it's kind of like a spirit.
1: Yeah. All right. When the news reached Vishnu, you know, about the whole ruler of the universe thing... His rage was so great that a terrible light shone forth from his forehead. <laughs> his forehead, yeah. Think of it as like a mind stone. <laughs> like maybe
0: he was just gonna say <laughs> maybe
1: he's kind of like vision and just like shoots out. But apparently, <laughs> apparently, all of them can do this though. But if you're honest with yourself, it does track, because we say a lot of things about God and light in Christianity, too. So these gods just have, like, a more specific way to manipulate light, I think, than we gave God. Is that why
2: they wear, the, like, the third eye? That Maybe? I
1: don't know. I think that has something to do with chakras, but I honestly
0: don't know. Yeah. Well, and the third eye is typically to ward away evil. So, I probably should have looked into that. So, does the light from their forehead—is that like a laser? (sighs) And does it go pew pew? I don't think
1: it goes pew pew (laughs) pew -pew because it's like a steady laser. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think pew pew is more like intermittent.
0: Yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs)
2: and just hear it across the battlefield you know what's going down
1: oh my god what's that noise someone upset Vishnu again he's like ah! <laughs> oh I'm so sorry India I hope none of that's offensive <laughs> yeah I don't really understand the, the third eye thing on that forehead I probably should have thought and looked that up but I didn't to be honest Anyway, they can do this. We just need to accept it to get through the story. So Vishnu's doing that. And then Shiva's meditation was disturbed by this outburst of anger, which I feel like, yeah, we can probably understand that. So then he too emanated a fierce blinding light in the same direction as Vishnu's. So now we've got two of them
0: pointing in the same spot. Is it the Care Bear stare? (laughs) It's like when Harry Potter and Voldemort are like, their wand streams are touching. Don't cross the streams! Don't cross the streams! (laughs) I thought don't cross the streams was about something different, but okay. Well, it could be Ghostbusters. It could be peeing. I mean, there's a few different interpretations. (laughs) Oh
1: my god, we're throwing peeing into this, then, yes. I was thinking
2: Ghostbusters.
1: (laughs) Oh no. Well, apparently, it's okay to cross these streams. They're not the same as whatever the Ghostbusters <laughs> said. <It's... laughs> I mean, it might be like the Care Bear stare. I honestly don't know. <laughs> that comes out of their bellies. I thought so, but then I was like, that doesn't make sense. It's a stare, but no. <laughs> it does come out of their bellies. I know, it's, not it's, it doesn't
0: make any sense. Wasn't it from the 70s? They were weird in the 70s.
1: It's because of all the LSD. It's all that ass. <laughs> drugs,
0: drugs,
1: <laughs> which I've incidentally been researching a lot the last two weeks. So, hmm. <laughs> not for this, but for other reasons. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So, witnessing these two streams of light, uh, Brahma, Indra, and several other gods did the same each radiating his own piercing beam of light. These rays joined together and became concentrated at a single point and gradually this tremendous concentration of light took the form of a woman. Shiva's light created her face. Yama's made her hair and Vishnu's her arms. From the light of the moon god, Chandra, her breasts took shape. While Varuna's light formed her strong thighs. Can we just pause and say like they really went into detail
2: detail
0: here? I was gonna say dress very nice moon god's like I got this (laughs) I like round things (laughs) I got this
1: well hey maybe that's why it makes sense I don't know (laughs) Uh, anyway, I'm not done, so there's more for (laughs) me that's about to happen. (laughs) So Indra's beam molded her waist, and the earth god, her hips. Brahma's light formed her feet, and from the light of Agni, god of fire, she gained three discerning eyes. And thus, the gods together had brought forth the mother goddess Devi. The moment Devi's body finished forming... The gods began to worship her, praise her, pray to her, and offer her weapons and ornaments. Vishnu gifted her a discus, Shiva a trident, and Indra a thunderbolt identical to his own. She also received beautiful jewelry and a garland of lotuses from Varuna, while the sun god, Surya, Shown his rays upon her pores so her skin would be luminous.
0: I like this. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm going to give you good skin, girl. Just all over. The fact
2: that they're worshipping her.
1: Yeah, they're immediately like, well, we better start worshipping her because, you know, she's here now. And I like that attitude Mm in a man. It's my favorite.
0: (laughs) Yeah especially after you start giving her weapons. You're beautiful. You've got this glow about you. Please don't hit me with that trident or lightning bolt.
1: I think the best part about the the bolt is that they were very specific that it was exactly the, like it's identical to his. So she gets the exact same one, which for some reason I think's fucking cool. Like he didn't mm-hmm. change it at all. He was like, "Here, you can have another one that's as cool as mine." And that's pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, the demons are about to show up, so things are going to get pretty gross pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) As the demon army approached, the gods bellowed, Victory to the Mother! They could hear the war drums, sounding of conches, and battle cries as the demon army drew near. Devi's immense size made her an immediate target, and the demons beelined right for her, striking from all sides with their weapons. Devi was unperturbed by their many blows. She threw her head back and laughed defiantly at their attempts to wound her with their spears, arrows, and swords, and then roared ferociously at her attackers repeatedly. Her ten mighty arms rotated, smashing down their
2: f- What?
0: Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I just pictured this as like, you know, all the orcs in the Urukai coming from Mordor, banging their drums, <laughs> and she's just sitting there like, come at me, bro. And then she's just like <laughs> just like laughing <laughs> maniacally about it.
1: I mean, yeah, kind of. Except I don't know what the <laughs> demons
0: look like,
1: but they could be they could be orcs. Why not? Why not? <laughs>
0: I was just picturing, like, like the music in my head as you're talking and stuff, and I was like, yep, they're marching out. They're gonna go get their asses kicked. It's great. They're <laughs> definitely
1: gonna die, like, really badly. <laughs> it's gonna be awful. <laughs> she smashed down their feeble weapons and hurled them back at the demons. <laughs> you're gonna like this part. Durga easily picked up a dozen demons at once and struck them all down with her sword. Others, she stupefied with the loud sound of her bell before
2: slaughtering them with her mace. That is definitely not what I thought you were going to say. My brain is so messed up.
1: (laughs) What did you think I
2: was going to say? Well, you said she stupefied them with the loud sound of her and then for some reason went back to the breast. (laughs) was like Sonic Boom clap the tits together. (laughs)
0: Like Wonder Woman, but it's her tits. (laughs) Why, Brain? I don't know.
1: Sorry. It's okay. Ooh, we can do this. (laughs) But then came the demon, Raktabisha who posed a bigger challenge to the Mother Goddess. You see, he possessed the magical ability to transform his blood droplets into more demons. So every strike to his physical form resulted in instant reinforcements for the demon army. Not good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like those one weird-looking octopus creatures from Hellboy where you like you kill one and then they would like split into two and then you kill one again and they split again and they just kind of multiply like crazy like spiders
1: yeah I mean that's true I was thinking more like Hydra from the Greek (laughs) myths but yeah yours is also
0: a good example (laughs) Mine's more HP Lovecraft, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's okay because you know what? It all works out the same way. Every time you try to kill them, you accidentally just make more. And that's not good. Not going to nope. end well because how the fuck do you kill them?
0: Yep. Like all the heads in Hercules when he cuts off all the heads of the demon of the that's a hydra. A <laughs> hydra, yeah. And there's like a million and one heads. And he's like, "Oh shit."
1: And well, Whoops. I am the I know the cartoon version of this the best, so now in my head, I hear Danny DeVito screaming, Stop (laughs) with the head-slicing thing already! (laughs) Yeah, well, it's okay, because it turns out Devi's really smart, so she's gonna come up with a plan. So Devi outwitted the clever demon by transforming into Kali, the dark goddess. She walked upon the battlefield naked with her hair unbound and with a cackle like a hag. So here's your evil cackle laugh that you wanted. Kali spread her great tongue over the earth. Now that Raktabisha's blood could no longer make contact with the soil, his ability to replicate was neutralized. Then with one great gulp, Kali swallowed up the swarm of Rakhtibisha's replicants and sucked every last drop of his blood from his body until his dried out husk fell dead upon the
2: ground. (laughs) (laughs) Damn! Wow! That's intense!
1: Have I mentioned that I really like Kali? (laughs) She's like, she's just like, no, no.
0: She's like, hold my beer.
1: She's like, no, no, bitch, your trick is over. It's my turn. (laughs) Other demons tried to confuse and defeat Durga with their magic, changing their color and shape, but they were no match for her. These demons, too, were soon caught up in her noose, and like a child dragging a miniature train behind her, she towed them across the battlefield, which was already littered with scores of demon bodies cleaved in two by her sharp sword.
2: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I said it was meaty. <laughs> if you consider corpses meat, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Like a miniature train, just like oh my on.
2: Really? Just, you'll never look at a train the same way. No. You think it ever gets stuck on a corner and she has to like yank it and the thing goes flying?
1: I definitely think it does, because there are bodies everywhere. 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 <laughs> oh God. Next, Durga set her sights upon a group of demons riding elephants. She snatched them up in a single hand, and with one fluid motion, Devi flung the elephants and their drivers into her mouth before grinding them up with her teeth. She seized demons by the hair and the neck and crushed others beneath her feet. Even the sky was filled with her great and terrible presence. There were ominous black clouds and large streaks of lightning which cast their glow upon the ghastly array of dismembered demon corpses covering the ground.
2: You okay? (laughs) 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 I didn't write. Oh my goodness. This this is so awesome. (sighs) (laughs)
1: I rewrote this, but I want to be very clear that this wasn't, like, my imagination that made this story happen. (laughs) Mahishasura grew enraged by the sight of his devastated army. He took on the form of a massive buffalo.
2: (laughs) Why is that funny? I don't know, but it is. Oh my gosh, I could just imagine her being like, bitch, please. (laughs) Okay. Okay. He took on the form
1: of a massive buffalo and charged upon Debbie, roaring as he ran. Pause. Do buffaloes roar? Question mark?
0: They make a loud noise. And to be clear, these are like the white type of water buffalo. Not what we would assume is like a bison here in America. Yeah, like, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I do think they make a really deep guttural type noise when they're angry
1: okay i'm just gonna go ahead and imagine it kind of sounds like an elephant seal because that makes me happy
2: (laughs) and oh my god that's amazing
1: (laughs) debbie bellowed roar you fool for a moment once i have slain you the gods shall roar in victory where you now stand boom mic drop probably i'm guessing (laughs) (laughs) the earth trembled beneath devi and mahishasura as they clashed violently despite fighting with everything he had mahishasura could not overcome the mother goddess so he chose to appeal to her sense of justice instead he argued that the fight was not fair because Devi fought with so many fierce goddesses like Kali and Durga at her side, while he fought by himself. Oh, poor baby! All of your minions are dead.
2: You <laughs> started the damn war.
1: <laughs> He's like, ooh, you killed my minions. Now I have to fight you alone. I'm sad. <laughs>
2: who's out there that whole hundred years like, (laughs) ha ha ha, I'm the ruler of the universe. Why are you so mean to me? (laughs) Debbie
1: raised her voice once more and said, there is no one in the world here but me. These goddesses are merely manifestations of my varied powers and are but extensions of my own form. Oh, vile one, I stand and face you alone. Defend yourself if you can. Spoiler: He can't. He's I love her. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And so the fight raged on as Mahishasura rained down arrows upon Devi. When that gambit failed, he resorted to throwing discuses and swinging his mace and clubs at her. But all was to no avail. Devi skewered him through with her spear, unfettering his spirit from his wretched demon body. All right, this is a little gross. Are we Are we ready?
2: Always, we're ready.
1: The scent of death and rotting flesh filled the air, and the and the horizon was tinged red with blood. Only a few headless torsos that had not yet given up the last spark oh of life continued to fight Debbie. The battlefield was strewn with the bodies of fallen demons. Elephants and horses, and their blood pooled here and there upon the ground. No more battle cries were carried on the wind. They'd been replaced by the crying of jackals and hyenas. When there was nothing left to kill, Kali's bloodlust still had not been sated. She continued slashing and hacking at the already dead for lack of other targets multiplying the carnage on the battlefield even more.
2: Damn. She was slap-chopping that field.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a very aggressive, not really a double tap anymore. We'll call it like a quadruple tap. And that's, you know, just
0: making sure they're dead. You don't have your head, but I really want to make sure that you're dead. Chop, (laughs) Chop, 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 chop.
1: The gods had already begun celebrating their victory, but they became worried when it seemed nothing would slake Kali's thirst for blood.
2: Are you okay? Fair, <laughs> fair. She's like, you guys want Minster Julianne Demon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look what I can do! <laughs> like, uh, um, <laughs> they're like super pumped. <laughs> and then, then she keeps going and they're like... Uh... <laughs> clap back.
2: (laughs)
1: It turned
0: into an oh
1: shit moment real quick. (laughs) Well, the best part is, uh, there are how many gods standing there? I don't even know, but it's a lot. And the only one who would face her was Shiva. So his body, covered in ashes, the third god of the Hindu trinity strode out onto the battlefield and lay himself down among the corpses, perfectly motionless the other gods maintained a wary distance and kept their eyes trained upon Shiva and Kali. Is
0: this going to work? You think it's going to work? What's going to happen? (laughs) They're like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to stand over here. I'm going to stay over here, you guys. I'm really scared.
1: Completely intoxicated by the violence, Kali continued staggering around upon the corpses until she abruptly found herself standing on a beautiful man nude except for the white ashes upon his skin for a moment she was all struck by the beauty of his form until her eyes met his and then she realized she was standing upon the body of her own husband shiva with a start she realized her feet were touching his divine body and the disgrace of her disrespectful behavior overtook her in disgust and shame Kali stretched her tongue out, and at last, the destruction
2: ceased. (laughs) What'd she do with that tongue to cease that destruction? (laughs) Let me make this up to you, hubby.
1: Apparently that's like a sign of... I can't think of the word that I want right now.
0: It's not really defeat, but...
1: No, sticking your tongue out, I guess, is like a gesture of... Like, humility, like, you realize that you fucked up, so you're like, uh... I I mean, that's the way that the books explained it, at least. But yeah, so apparently it's really bad to put your feet on your husband, so you probably shouldn't do that.
0: Unless he's into it. I
1: mean, some (laughs) people are definitely into it. (laughs) But yeah, so that's the story. That's the whole thing, because I didn't tell all the shit that happened before that
2: that was amazing
0: that was really good
1: (laughs) all the bodies and the pieces (laughs) and just like drinking someone's blood to the point that they're like a husk (laughs) that's great (laughs) now that we've devoured our main course literally (laughs) and savored its rich and layered flavors it's time for a quick break to cleanse the palate before dessert now that our palettes are cleansed, we can really savor our delicious desor- des- dessert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not a word. It is not.
1: I'm going to try that again. It's going to be, I'm going to do it this time. It's going to be great. Now that our palettes are cleansed, we can really savor our delicious dessert course. Let's tuck in. To our
2: dessert. To our (laughs) dessert.
1: Listen, I did all those names. Some of them were wrong, I'm sure. But like, where I really shine is English. (laughs) (laughs) You broke one thing. You broke me. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Where I really shine is English. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh my god ash you're amazing (laughs) i can do this okay
1: so my first thought for the where else do we see this section of our story today was pretty abstract i'll be honest i was thinking about talking about the connection of life and death and how, you know, they're part of the same cycle. And then I was like, you've already done that a whole bunch. So we're not going to do that again. You know, I've basically already done two different stories now on the Sky Woman and the Turtle and the Rainbow Serpent, where we talked about that a ton. So I was like, no, don't do that. Find something else. So I did. So instead, we're going to talk about the Destroyer, which is one of the 12 Jungian archetypes. So when you hear the name The Destroyer, I think it's one of those things where you assume that you already know what it is, but it's a little bit more complex than what you probably have in mind. So The Destroyer Archetype is an agent of change in the broadest sense. It's a type that strives to drive metamorphosis and push away stagnation. I would say probably the best, like, catchphrase to assign to this archetype would be, rules are meant to be broken. Um, Basically, the Destroyer is all about changing what doesn't work and pushing for adaptive cultural systems and ideas rather than accepting the stale status quo. So basically, we're talking about a visionary of sorts. This archetype is paired with the creator in the pairings that Young created because he clears away what isn't working to make room for what can work. Now the shadow destroyer is probably the thing that you immediately thought of. So basically you need to understand that every archetype that Young has also has a shadow version. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the dark side of that archetype. So this is what happens when you don't deal with your impulses in a positive way and you try to shove them down and pretend that they're not there. They'll burst out, but they'll come out in really negative ways instead. So the Shadow Destroyer would be probably best exemplified by self-destructive behavior. I mean, that's really the best example I can think of, but it can also take the form of physical or psychological abuse or any kind of, like, toxic trait that you have and choose not to address. So then I was like, okay, that's cool, but that's still really abstract. Can you come up with another example that fits this? Because I think, honestly, The Destroyer is a great way to describe the terrible side of our mother goddess right she does destroy things and Kali especially destroys a bunch of stuff but all of the destruction is very targeted and it serves a specific goal so even though her bloodlust gets out of control she still doesn't end up hurting anybody that she's not supposed to so in that sense I would say she's focused enough that she would qualify as the positive side of the destroyer So I was trying to think of any other example that I could. I had a shockingly hard time with this, considering it's basically everywhere. But then I watched the series finale of WandaVision, and I was like, problem solved.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Seriously.
1: So I'm not going to do spoilers, really, I don't think. Um, If you're really concerned about spoilers and you haven't watched WandaVision yet, you might want to stop the episode and not listen to this next part but i really don't feel like it's very spoiler heavy i'm just gonna focus on a couple of main ideas that pop out of those last two episodes of the show so really i'm gonna go ahead and say that i think overall the scarlet witch is a seriously good example of a destroyer archetype so we found out um I probably shouldn't say we've found out. If you've read the comics, you already know this. But we all know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> does whatever the hell it wants and often doesn't, you know, rely as heavily on the comics or changes things a lot from the comics that you might not be expecting. So I feel like it wasn't a guarantee that this was true about the version of Wanda that we got until this show made it canon. So... Find out might be the wrong phrasing, but I'm going to stick with it because that's what I wrote on the paper. So we're going with it. (laughs) (laughs) So we find out in the next to last episode that Wanda is able to use chaos magic. Any user of chaos magic has the ability to manipulate and reshape the very fabric of the world surrounding them. In its raw form, chaos magic is creation itself. Not going to go into how we see that play out in the show, because that would definitely be a spoiler, but I think that's enough of an idea to give us. But we have more. There's this extra little bit that gets tacked onto that in the series finale of the show, and that's that another character, the one who has informed Wanda that she is, in fact, the Scarlet Witch, tells her that the destiny of the Scarlet Witch is to destroy the world. While there are a lot of different ways to interpret that, and I'm assuming most people would interpret it literally like, you're going to destroy the world. As in, no more world left. Like, poof, Mm -hmm. gone, bye. Which, let's be honest, she could definitely do it. The power's there. Mm -hmm. And I realize that there are a ton of different ways the MCU could decide to to change her or tweak her, and we have so many movies left to come out that I have no idea where they will actually go with this, but here's what that made very clear to me. Wanda Maximoff has all the makings of an archetypal destroyer. Not only does she have the ability to spontaneously create and shift reality, with a destiny to destroy the world... It's very possible that that destruction could simply be one stage of a creative process. So what if when she destroys the world, she ends up destroying the world that we know and replacing it with something else? And if you've seen the show, you probably have a pretty good idea why I would say that that's a possibility. Because, Mm -hmm. well, Westview is a really good micro version of what i see potentially happening and how that will morph and change like throughout her time continuing on in the universe i don't know but i think it's an option so there are lots of other different sorts of visionaries that would work for this too i considered using the using like the rebels in the star wars universe as an example of this too so the way that i see the rebel alliance kind of working in this same way even though they're a group is that in order for them to save the universe that they know they have to destroy the empire in order to replace it so Mm -hmm. i think that's another really good example that you're probably familiar with But I was excited about the possibility of us getting a new one that just happens to also be a woman who could definitely kill you if she wanted. (laughs) So now that we have discussed my weird, possibly tenuous connection of the Destroyer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and... (laughs) Also, through it back to Star Wars briefly, I think it's time for us to see uh, what my uh, fellow hostesses have that they'd like to share with everybody.
2: You guys have
0: anything good going on?
2: What you got going on, Lindsay?
0: Um, something good. I dyed my hair purple. And it's beautiful. And I realized after I did it, I was like, I'm almost 40. Is this acceptable behavior for someone who's almost 40? And then I realized I don't care.
1: Social control is stupid, and none of us should care what anyone thinks ever. Woo!
2: (laughs) At the same time, please don't walk around naked. We don't all want to see that. Well, that's
1: against the law, so that's a little bit different. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I don't do that, so you're safe. I know, the idea of living in a, like a, what are they called? Nudist colony. Thank you. I had commune (laughs) stuck in my head, and I was like, that's not right. The nudist colonies. I don't. I could never do it. I one don't want to see all those other people naked, and two I don't want it, that anybody to see me naked. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: right there with you. <laughs>
2: like, get out of the shower, turn the lights off, don't see yourself in the mirror, kind of
1: thing. <laughs> oh, no, I always look, and then I'm like, oh, why? And then I hurry up and put on my clothes. <laughs>
2: Give me the towel. Cover up my shame.
1: Because, you know, of course, you're always like, why don't I look like a, like, Playboy model? Um, because, Ashley, you eat food,
2: so. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have some fun stuff. Ooh, tell us. I took the boys to a jump park, a trampoline park the other night.
0: Oh, and man. That was a
2: blast. They apparently forgot to check in our wristbands because you're only supposed to jump for an hour, but they never told us to get off the floor. So we just kept jumping. It was fun. We had a great night, (laughs) brought them home, filled them up with pizza, ice cream and hot chocolate after all the jumping. That's important. You don't want to do it
0: before the jumping. That's when bad things happen.
2: That is when bad things happen, especially when they're jumping into the big foam pits that are impossible to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a really good time, and the kids were super happy. My youngest looked at me and he goes, Thanks for the vacation, Mom. We really needed that. It's cute. <laughs> it's
1: so cute when they're, like, little and they're like, I need a vacation. I need a break from this. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, it's not going to uh-huh. get any better.
0: <laughs> if only you knew how it is just downhill from here.
1: Keep your sweet innocence.
2: <laughs> My oldest this weekend was complaining about how he had so many things to do over the weekend because he had to clean his room and fold his laundry. It's was like, <laughs> kid, you... Have no idea. I literally don't get a single freaking day off. (laughs) You're complaining about your weekends. Suck it. Can't say that to your kid though. You just say, (laughs) it's going to get worse. I'm going to kill your dreams now. It's going to get worse. Nip it in the bud. Life is horrible. (laughs) And it's (laughs) like, yep. (laughs) be a good parent truly prepare your children for the horrible dark future that is to come
0: that awaits them
1: anyway if anyone wants to hire us as life coaches (laughs) i'm sure we'd be willing to take your money and give you advice like that
2: (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. Yes, we would be the best life coaches. It all sucks. Don't even bother.
1: <laughs> I know your heart is broken, Janice. Cry for
0: 20 minutes and then walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to that feeling and just bury it deep inside so you can cry about it later when it just gets triggered out of nowhere.
1: Let the rage fuel you to become more successful. I <laughs> know. <Okay>, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Life's a pit of despair. It's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Ash? Anything <laughs> happening? <laughs> That's such a good note to switch
1: <laughs> on. <laughs> um well, I guess it counts as hat. Like I'm making pretty good progress on the massive case that I'm researching right now for the other podcast. So I think that's probably good, although the stuff that I'm reading is deeply disturbing and not nearly as much fun as Demon Wars.
2: Demon Wars are pretty fun. Demon Wars are the best
1: because <laughs> there's so much, there's so much carnage and it's totally okay to laugh about it. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you can't make any more copies of yourself? What a shit day for you. I'm gonna suck all your blood out.
0: (laughs) And this is happening.
1: Uh, Yeah, I made it through my first, like, really big book in less than a week. So that's pretty good. I did start the next one yesterday, but I didn't get that far. Just mainly because I was burnt out from all the reading like the last few days. So I did my dog is flash dogging right now. So that's happening. (laughs) It's super cute (laughs) when it's not your life. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I started the next one and I only made it through like a couple chapters at the beginning. So I'm going to have to pick back up with that this week. Hopefully I can get that knocked out. And then I have another one that's on the way here still, so we'll see what happens.
2: Oh my goodness, that's a lot of psychotic murder to cram into one brain.
1: Listen, the good news is everything I thought I knew is once again a lie, and that's okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like every story that that, uh, you research.
1: Well, it just turns out that the version of these stories that... You know the state wants you to believe or the government wants you to believe is normally just not true, and you know I understand that a lot of times the issue is mostly that they're looking to simplify and to cut out. She is really tearing around <laughs> um, it's it's quite frightening. Uh, <laughs> But it's, it's normally, like, to try to simplify and tie up loose ends, and, like, I understand that on a mental level, because, frankly, if you admitted, like, a lot of these smaller things to people we probably would all sit there and dwell on it and be like, what does the sock mean? Or, you know, what do these glasses have to do with anything? (laughs) Those, believe it or not, are two very real examples that I've had to sit around going, what does this mean for like 20 minutes? And like the reality is there is no way. I don't know what the answer is and I probably never will know. And as long as I'm comfortable with that, that's okay. Uh, But the problem is that Sometimes when they try to simplify things, uh, they're just ignoring really big problems and really big holes. And sometimes the person that's in there might not have even done it, which is the worst
2: possible outcome. So do you think when you... I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying that's not the case with this one. Like, I'm not... I don't think anybody that's in jail for this shouldn't be there, this time at least.
2: Do you feel like uh, when you die... And you go up to heaven or where, whatever the afterlife is. <laughs> if you have the opportunity to get one question answered, is it going to be, what does the sock mean? No. Or will it be, what does the fox say? It
1: will not be that either, but I like where your head's at. Actually, Jess and I were joking around the other day like about what you would wish for if you got three wishes. And my first wish was tell me who the zodiac is pretty much and that's the kind of person i am because i really want to know who the zodiac killer was and she was like (laughs) most people would like want the love of their life to walk in and i'm like "Mm, i really want to know who the zodiac was though (laughs) That's
2: awesome. I love that.
1: (laughs) I still have two more wishes. Maybe I'll get there or maybe I won't. Do I? I do really want to know what those fucking eyeglasses have to do with anything. I've let the sock go. It's fine. That other pair of jeans, though, I can't deal with that.
2: (laughs) I cannot wait to hear the story.
1: I don't. I'm honestly very worried about even getting it constructed. I don't. The book that I read was amazing, the first one, and it gave me so much, like, really good stuff. The problem is that it was lacking on some of the things that I need, so now I'm going to have to read at least one more. Which sucks. And the most frustrating thing is that I'm now going to go back and read, I might as well just say what it is, because, like, there's no point talking around it. I'm now going to have to go back and read Helter Skelter, even though I know that book's basically bullshit. Ugh. Just so I can get crime scene details that this book left out because I guess he felt like we would already know them. And I'm like, I don't, though. Like, I've heard a lot of different versions of this case. Okay, so before we close up our pizzeria, I'm going to go ahead and share one of the lovely reviews that was left by one of our amazing patrons, who we love. (laughs) So the review that I'm going to be reading today is from a person with the username acorbello92. They write, well, they titled it Fun, and they wrote, These hosts have great chemistry, and I love all the different topics they cover, I am always down for a good cryptid story. Keep up the good work. Thank you, ACorbello92. We'll try to keep up the good work. Sometimes we laugh through it, though. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for coming to visit our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a flavorful slice of Indian mythology. Pineapple Pizza Podcast, sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that
0: you do, question mark. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tea Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on
2: buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget
0: the $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pineapp Pizza Pod. That's Pineapp, A-P-P, Pizza Pod. You can also send us
1: questions, comments, and topic ideas at pineapppizzapod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else, and I don't want to be held
2: responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome, and we love you.